the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In John chapter 8, verse 56, Jesus says something interesting. He said, Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Well, how did he see it if he lived thousands of years earlier? Well, perhaps he saw it by faith. It is that passage of Scripture that we are focused on. Here today on Study Verse by Verse with our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely. Hi, and welcome to our broadcast. As you join us today, find your place in Genesis chapter 22. This is the amazing test that God brings to Abraham to sacrifice his one and only son, Isaac. The beauty of the gospel is found in great measure here. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's Study Verse by Verse. Now, God told Abraham that Isaac was going to live, he was going to get married, he was going to have a family, and through that family, the world was going to be blessed. And now God is saying that Isaac is to be sacrificed. And so the first time in Abraham's experience with God, he's confronted by a conflict between God's command and God's promise. Now, how can this be resolved? Well, there's only two logical conclusions. Either Abraham would have to conclude that God was unstable and erratic, or he would have to conclude that although he couldn't see the resolution of the difficulty, God could, and that God could be trusted to have a resolution to this conflict. And Abraham acted in a manner consistent with his knowledge of God. He trusted him. He believed that God had a purpose, even though he couldn't understand it. And he knew that God had proven to be a trusted friend and not an enemy. God was his friend. And you know, this brings up a question for us. And that is, how do we perceive God? Is he a trusted friend? Or a somewhat untrusted possible enemy? You remember that it was Satan persuaded Eve to doubt that God was good, and that led to a, a host of problems. So this question is actually fundamental to the kind of relationship we can build with God. Do we trust him? Abraham didn't understand if the command was carried out, how the promise could be fulfilled, but he left that difficulty with God. Which, by the way, is the real essence of true faith. Because faith is believing God regardless and acting upon it, being obedient to God's command. And that's exactly what Abraham did. Now, there's somebody else that's a, a prominent participant in this scene, and that is Isaac. And there can be some confusion because he's described in the chapter as a boy. And some people think he was just a little toddler, a little guy that was running around. And, 
And it's important for us to understand that that same word in the original language translated boy is the word that was used to describe Ishmael as a young man. You know, sometime in the mid-teens, all the way up to the early 30s. And so what it's telling us is that Isaac was not a little toddler, a little lad. He was in the prime of life. He was uh, middle teens, somewhere between middle teens and 30s. And then this command that God gave, sacrifice him there as a burnt offering, was something that Abraham was familiar with because it took place in Ur of the Chaldees where he was born and raised and was also part of the culture of the Canaanites in which he presently lived. He was familiar with burnt offerings, as repulsive as they may have been to him. And remember that God's law concerning the sanctity of life had not yet been written because it was written by Moses, and Moses didn't live until 400 years in the future. To the ancient Middle Easterner, a burnt offering involved a certain process. First, cutting the offerer's throat and allowing the blood to drain out. Then dismemberment then sacrifice by fire in which the parts were completely consumed on the altar. And when God said what he said, that's the picture, the horrible picture that entered Abraham's mind. God said, go to the land of Moriah. Now, the, the location is uncertain, but there are many scholars who believe that when God eventually gave his son to be a sacrifice for us, it was on this very mountain where Abraham had offered his sacrifice. You see, Second Chronicles 3.1 identifies Jerusalem with Mount Moriah. Second Chronicles 3.1 says, Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord, or the temple, in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to David his father at the place that David had appointed on the threshing floor of Ornon, the Jebusite. The Jewish temple was built on Mount Moriah, and Jesus walked on that mount during his lifetime. And a thousand years before that, David, King David, and Solomon were there. And 2,000 years before that, quite possibly Abraham and Isaac were in this very same place. If that's the case, this is a very special place. Verse 3, early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. Note, early the next morning. We talked about that last week. When God gave him a command, it wasn't sometime that day, it wasn't sometime that morning, it was first thing, early in the morning. Abraham was obedient. And when we hear the, the word saddle his donkey, the, we've been conditioned, folks, by Western movies to think of a Western cowboy throwing a saddle on the back of a horse or donkey. And that was not the intended original meaning here. Uh, in this context, the verb refers to tying or hitching a load on the animal's back, and that load, of course, would have been the firewood and supplies that were needed for the journey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac, and when he'd cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. 
On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Three days. Three very long days. What made them long? Knowing what was going to happen when they arrived at the place. And you can imagine Abraham processing this thing. First off, his mind would have been rather chaotic, being drawn into this thought and that vision and and so forth. But it's also quite probable that as he's walking along for those three days, he's thinking about this dilemma, this problem, this challenge between God's promise and God's command. Trying to figure out how this might be resolved. And it's possible that this passage seems to say, this passage seems to suggest that he solved the problem on the way to Moriah. Now, how do we know that? Well, he says to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Note, we will come back. Now, Abraham intended to sacrifice Isaac as God had commanded him, but by this time, he was sure that the outcome would not be the end of Isaac, since both he and the lad would return and join the servants. Hebrews chapter 11 helps us understand Abraham's thoughts. It says, by faith, Abraham... When he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able even to raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. Now, Abraham had already experienced a taste of the resurrection power of God in his own body. And he knew that God could raise him from the dead if that was his plan. Now, apparently, up until this point in history, no resurrection had ever taken place. So here, Abraham was placing exceedingly great faith in God. In John chapter 8, verse 56, Jesus says something interesting. He said, your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Well, how did he see it if he lived thousands of years earlier? Well, perhaps he saw it by faith. And he envisioned the doctrine of resurrection when there had never been a resurrection. God is life. He's the author of life. It's surely a small matter for God who created the entire universe, including the first people, to bring a dead body back to life. And so one thing that was a clear logical conclusion is that maybe God is going to raise Isaac from the dead. And Abraham's seeing of Christ's day was the first biblical anticipation of our resurrection hope. And that brings us great joy. We are going to live again. 
And we know more than he did because we got the Bible to read and we find out we're going to get new bodies. I'll tell you, folks, I am really excited about getting a new body. I could try out for the NFL. Now I just be a tackling dummy. As this body wears out, I'm looking forward to the new body. I am looking forward to the resurrection. Well, according to Ephesians chapters 1 and 3, believers today have Christ's resurrection power available to, in our own bodies as we yield to the Spirit of God. We can know the power of his resurrection, Philippians 3.10, as we face the trials and demands of life. And when situations appear hopeless, we can ask ourselves, is anything too hard for the Lord? And remind yourself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What a great illustration and testimony to the faithfulness of God that He will see us through any and all trials that would come our way if we but trust and rest in Him and count Him greater than anything else on this earth. This has been Study Verse by Verse. Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, continuing our journey through Genesis. And today, chapter 22. We invite you to join us throughout the rest of this week as we focus once again on Genesis 22. And then towards the end of the week, we'll celebrate Christmas together here on Study Verse by Verse. Great week ahead. Don't miss it. With today's Study Verse by Verse and Pastor Leighton Sheely, until tomorrow, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.